Oh, well, welcome families again. I'm so excited that you have the opportunity to join us today. Uh, It's great to get an opportunity to share with you and I'm excited for our time uh, together. So grab your kids, grab your coffee, hopefully decaf, grab your Bible uh, and let's get going. This last week, uh, just like many of you, probably have been. We've been spending a lot of time working out in the yard. As the days get nice, we take those opportunities to get out and uh, do some raking and uh, bagging leaves. I've got the evidence of I've actually had poison ivy uh, a little bit over the last couple of weeks. Uh, hopefully you haven't had that. But anyways, I was out there the other day and we have a neighbor that lives down the street from us and him and his wife come walking by. It's, a, it's an elderly couple. They come walking by and he's, he's one of those guys that always has a joke for you. And as, we're, as he was walking by, I'm, I'm working out there uh, raking some leaves and he said he has a joke and he said uh, a robber was found breaking into his own house. Well, when the the police came up and the officer asked, what are you doing? He said, well, I'm working from home. (laughs) It's a... A good quarantine joke, right? Uh, we've all been we've all been home, and we've been trying to social distance. We've been staying uh, away as much as we can, staying home. Uh, my wife and I we have we have four incredible young kids. My wife Rachel and I we have four incredible young kids, uh, and we have had kind of an interesting time. Maybe like many of you, where it's this it's this molding of working from home. You're going to church right now and on Sundays at home. Uh, maybe uh, you're doing homeschool at home and you got all the, you're just spending a ton of time at home. And what it does is it's, it's created like some, some interesting moments uh, in, in our family, as I'm sure you have. But we're going to go ahead. We're going to get going. If you've got your Bibles, open up to Ephesians uh, chapter two. I'm going to talk for a few minutes to everyone in the family. We'll talk. I'm going to talk with the kids and, uh, and, and the adults. And then in a few minutes, I'll pray. and The kids can kind of go hang out and then we'll just keep going. Uh, God has a plan for you. He has a purpose that he has brought you here. He has something that he wants to do in you and he wants to do through you. He, he made you uh, with, a, with a plan and with a purpose. It doesn't matter what age you are. You can be five or you could be 50. You can be three or you can be 83. It doesn't matter how old you are. God has made you with a purpose. And, and what it comes down to is this. Uh, for those of you that are really young, this is true. And those of you that are, that are uh, a little older, this is true as well. We're supposed to partner with God. We're supposed to, to, to work with him. But sometimes, sometimes we make excuses for this. We say, well, I don't have the resources or I don't have the time or I don't have the strength or I'm not old enough or I'm, I'm too old or whatever it is. We make excuses about why we don't partner with God, but God wants us to work with him. So the question is, how do we do that? How do we, how do we partner with God and what he is doing? Do we need to go grab a, a crate and put it on the corner by our school or, or by our work or downtown and stand up on it and begin to preach the gospel to everyone that comes by? Maybe that could be it, but maybe that's not it. Maybe it's, maybe it's simpler than that. Uh, my wife and I, we live in Byron Center and our next door neighbor right to the south of us and the neighbor to the south of that neighbor, the two neighbors right next to us, they're, they're ladies that, that live alone. 
And I remember the moment we moved in, we've lived there for almost 10 years now. I remember the moment we moved in, our neighbor right next to us, we kind of adopted her as a, as a, as a grandma or, a, or an aunt uh, to our kids. And, and we began to, to hang out with them, uh, hang out with her and, and help her. And, and she'll call us and ask her to help her with yard work or if she needs something moved. The other day, the other day uh, her trash can blew over and she tried to lift it up and she couldn't. So the first thing she did is she called us because we've made ourselves available to her. Well, over the last few weeks, we've had some some time on our hands. So as a family, we chose to help clean up the backyard of these two ladies that live alone. Uh, you see behind our house and to the side, there's a pond and we've always wanted, but our, but our neighbor, neighbors have both always wanted as well. They've wanted the by the pond cleaned up, there were all these weed trees all over the place. And uh, actually there's poison ivy and that's why I've experienced poison ivy. There's poison ivy all over the place. So we took and, and we, we, cut down a whole bunch of little weed trees. Um, we, we ripped out some, some stumps for them. Uh, we took out the poison ivy for them. Uh, we, we tilled the ground. Uh, we got grass seed down. And then hopefully with the rain that we've just had a little bit, hopefully we start to see the grass begin to grow. But we've decided to say, you wanna know what? It doesn't take going necessarily downtown to, to, to partner with God. We can partner with God in simple ways. We said, hey, we're gonna start taking care of these two ladies that live next to us. And the coolest thing has happened um, over the time we've gotten to know them. And, and even in the last couple of weeks, we've gotten to have some awesome conversations about where these ladies are at spiritually. And it's not just my wife and I, but my, my two-year-old son is helping out with it. Or my five-year-old is helping out and my seven-year-old, they're, they're out there raking up acorns and, and boxing up acorns just to clean up their yard. And we have an opportunity to partner with God by simply being his hands and feet, showing the love of Jesus to the people around us. So how can we partner, whether you're three years old or you're 63, how can we partner with God? Maybe it's simply saying hi to a neighbor. Just being nice. Maybe it's uh, thinking of other people first. Maybe it's praying for someone that's hurt. Maybe when the, the stay-at-home order is done, or if you find another way to do it, maybe it's baking a meal for someone in need. Maybe it's grabbing someone a cup of coffee. The other day I was at uh, Big B because I want to, you know, <laughs> essential business, right? Uh, coffee. I was out uh, getting my wife and I a big B and uh, I pull up and I go to hand my, my card to the person, the lady that's working in there. And she says, it's already been paid for. And I was like, what? It's already been paid for. And at that moment, I just experienced the love of God and how much God desires to take care of me. And we can do simple things. It doesn't have to be complicated. Uh, it, could be, it could be buying a meal for a, for, for a homeless person. It doesn't have to be something outrageous. It can be something simple. Many times, actually, the simple things are the best. So, over the past couple of weeks, my wife and I have, and, and our family have had an opportunity 
We've had an opportunity to partner with a ministry called the Dream Center, which works downtown. So I've got some pictures. If you'd put up that first picture. This is my, this is my wife and I, uh, and we are all suited up. And what we're doing is we're actually taking uh, some meals to some people that are, that are um, in the downtown area that don't have uh, that don't have food they don't have the resources to buy maybe they can't go out and, and buy them because they can't uh, travel for whatever reason and we got the opportunity to go you can put up that other picture to go and share with them this is our family so right now I'm actually out of the car uh, giving some food to someone uh, we had the opportunity to pray with those individuals uh, but this is my kids and the coolest thing was as a family we got to participate in this and we got to we got to pray as a family and pray blessing over everyone that's down there. And we had the opportunity to be Jesus' hands and feet. So it doesn't matter how old you are, you have the opportunity. You can do this. You can make a difference. You could be the hands and feet of Jesus because it's all about this. It's all about showing love and care. Have you ever thought about the fact that that God cares for everyone that's on this planet, everyone in the world, everyone that's in your first grade classroom, everyone that's a senior with you, everyone that's in college with you, everyone that's at your work, God cares for everybody. So one of the best ways that we can partner with God is by showing the same love that he has for someone showing that same love to them. So this is what I want you to do. Take your finger, point it to yourself and say this, say, I am designed with a purpose. Say it again. I am designed with a purpose. Did you know that God created you for a specific reason? God knit you together in the exact way that he did because he's got a purpose for you. Ephesians 2.10 says this, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Meaning this, God took and he said, I've got some stuff I need done and I've got a person that's perfect to get that stuff done. God created each of us with a specific reason, kind of like tools. Um, I've had the opportunity recently to do some work around my house that we've wanted to get done. Unfortunately, when doing that, uh, we were gonna just paint the basement bathroom. But when we were painting the bathroom, we found some mold. So I ended up having to do a whole bunch of work that I wasn't planning. But one thing I've learned is having the right tool makes all the difference. And I can't tell you how many times I've tried to use the wrong tool and it's made a bigger mess when it all gets said and done. Just like that, there is specific things that God has put inside of you that God has created you as, that God has worked with you as, that make it so you can accomplish what he's called you to do. I love this saying, God doesn't call the qualified. God qualifies the called. Meaning he's got stuff in you that he wants to use. It's you saying, 
I'm going to choose to partner with that. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray over us. Uh, and then the young kids will be able to, to get going. And then I'm going to talk with the rest of us for a little bit. And we're going we're gonna to look at this a little deeper. So if you would, would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Father, I pray right now over every person listening to this. The first thing I pray, Lord, is that you will allow them to see themselves the way you see them. That you'll allow them to be bold and be courageous. That you'll give them the strength that they need. And I pray blessing over them as they go out and they purpose to partner with you that everything that they do in doing that, that you will bless them. Give them opportunities to show the love of Jesus with their actions and then also with their words. I pray all this in Jesus' name, amen. So as I said a few minutes ago, God created us with a purpose, but oftentimes we choose to dismiss it. And really there's two reasons that I, that I kind of see that we choose to dismiss it. The first one is you say, I can't do that. I don't have the physical ability to do that. And the second one is I don't have the resources, whether that's I'm not smart enough, I'm not uh, uh, tall enough, I don't have enough money, whatever it is, we choose to say, you wanna know what? I'm not gonna partner with what God's wanting me to do because I can't. The thing is, is we're not called to do everything, but we're called to do something. We don't have to do what other people are asked to do. We have to do what God asks us to do. So if you're taking notes, go ahead and right at the top, write, this is my part. This is my part. I wanna talk about our part in the story. I kind of view it like this. All of us play a part in this story called life. We're all writing a, a, a story for ourselves. We're writing a story for the people around us. And we get the opportunity to, to begin to add things into other people's lives, but we can also take things away from other people's life if we choose not to participate in it. So this is my part. In Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20, it says this, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. It is awesome that God has given us such an incredible call on our lives. All of us have incredible calls on our lives, but I love what the last line said. It said, and surely I am always with you to the very end. This is the thing. I'm not supposed to do it on my own. I'm not supposed, if I could do it just on my own, then it's me doing it. But if it's something that's outside of my ability, then it's me partnering with God and what he's doing. It's a co-missioning thing. If you're taking notes, point one is this. It is a co-missioning thing. We're called to partner with God, to co-mission with him. It's not supposed to be all on my own. It's me doing my part and letting God do his part. So what can I do? I can make a meal, I can rake a yard, I can buy groceries, I can be kind, I can encourage a friend, I can donate to the food pantry, I can pray for the sick, I can support a missionary. 
I think of Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa literally changed the world by doing simple acts of kindness and caring for the people that were around her. Yet still today, it's been years and years and years and we still talk about what she did because she made a difference by doing the simple thing. I might not be able to do everything, but there is at least one thing that I can do And there's one thing that you can do. And this is what's important. The important part is knowing our parts. Knowing our parts. I once heard it said this way. We have a guy uh, that helps out with our prison ministry. His name's Iago Williams. Uh, He said it this way. And I, I loved what he said. He said, you do the natural. I'll do the natural. We do the natural and we let God add his super to what we do. That's how we get supernatural. Supernatural is our natural part with God's super added on to it. And that's, that's, really a great, that's really a great mindset to sit in of I'm gonna do what I can and I'm gonna believe God to do what he can. And I'm gonna trust him to do what he can. We play a part, God plays a part, other people play a part too. The other day I was reading uh, in the Old Testament, I'm reading through the book of Genesis right now. And I came across this story of Abraham. And it's right after he, uh, he finally has his son, his wife has a son. Um, and then his wife uh, passes away. And right then, right, when his, right, right after his wife passes away, it's been a little bit of time. And it says, it says that Abraham called a servant. And this is what he said to his servant. Genesis 24, starting in verse three. I want you to swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that you will not let, that you will not get, excuse me, you will not get a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I live. It goes on to say, but will go to my country and my own relatives and get a wife for my son, Isaac. So essentially, Abraham calls his servant over and says, I want you to go find a wife for my son. Go back to, go back to my people and find a wife for my son. And then the next thing that the servant does shows so much wisdom. In Genesis 24, the beginning of verse five says this, the servant asked, Beginning of verse five says, the servant asked him, what if the woman is unwilling to come back with me to this land? This is what the servant did. He realized that he, the servant played a role, but there was other things that had to happen in order to accomplish what God wanted to happen. It's not just the servant alone. It's the servant doing what he has to, and then God has to do what God has to. And then there's gonna be a woman that plays a part and she has to participate in it as well. The servant knew that it wasn't just about him. And if you go through the story and you follow it out, this is where the servant goes and goes to the well and, and uh, a girl comes up and she's drawing out water. And, and the servant says, if she offers water to my camel, and, and you go through the story and, and it's an incredible uh, illustration of how the servant was faithful to what he needed to do but he also allowed God to do what God needed to do. And you go through it and he, he finds the wife and they return, they return back, but, it's, but, but this is the point. 
The servant knew he had a part, but he also needed God to provide. That's the same thing with us. We have a part to play, but we also need to understand that God has a part that he'll play, but God can't do his part until we do ours. The servant had to step out in faith. He traveled a long distance to go back to uh, Abraham's hometown. He travels a long distance to go back. He put his faith out there. And then God said, okay, now I could do my part. If the servant wouldn't have gone, God couldn't have done what God wanted to do. So we need to understand this in our lives too. I'm gonna do what I can. I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna be the hands and feet of Jesus. And then I'm gonna let God do what God does. And he'll add super to what I do in the natural. Also for us, we need to keep our eyes open. We need to be looking for opportunities. So if you're taking notes, point two is this, ready and willing. We need to be ready and willing. Last week, uh, Pastor Joshua mentioned a verse as he was getting going. It's Colossians 3 verses one and two uh, from the message. And this is what it said. So if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorb with the things right in front of you. Look up, be alert to what is going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. We need to keep our eyes open, looking for opportunities to be the hands and feet of Jesus. It's so important for us not to keep our eyes on ourselves, especially in situations like what we're going through. Because right now it's super easy to keep your eyes on the news. It's super easy to keep your eyes on yourself and think of what you gotta do for you. But I could tell you the most important thing is when we take an opportunity, we say, Jesus, I wanna be your hands and feet. I wanna go out and I wanna show people the love of Christ. I'm gonna gonna say this. I'm gonna release some pressure from you because you're not expected to do someone else's part. You're not expected to do what other people are called to do, but we are expected to do what God is calling us to do. That's That's where it comes being in tune with with the spirit. I love it. The Bible says that we are God's sheep and we know his voice. If we know his voice, we listen, we can hear it, we can understand it. And we have an opportunity to to obey what he's saying. We are called to do our part and then let God do his part. Don't focus on things that are outside of your control. There's a lot of things going on in the world that we can't do anything about. So don't focus on that. But what's one thing that, that, that you could do something about? What's one thing that I can do something about? Abraham's servant knew to keep his focus on what he could do. He knew that there were certain things out of his control. So his first question back to Abraham was, well, what if? And Abraham said, well, if she won't come, then come back here. That's fine. But as the servant goes out, God's faithful. He trusted God. He stayed on course. He had a plan. That's what we need to do. We need to trust God, stay on course and have a plan. Ephesians 
said, we are God's workmanship. God created us with a purpose. Matthew says that we're to go out, make disciples. We can't do that on our own, but we could play our part in that. I can't go everywhere in the world. I can't be in every place at the same time, but I can choose to partner with what God's doing. I could sow financially into what he's doing through organizations. I can adopt a, a, a daughter or a son in another country that's in an orphanage and I can provide for that child there. I can do something. We can do something together and then you can do something. We need to partner with God. This is what I wanna do. I wanna take a moment and I wanna rest quietly in the presence of God. And I wanna ask God to speak to us right now. And I'm gonna believe that God's gonna open up some opportunities, whether it's with someone in your family where you could show the love of Jesus to someone in your family. Maybe it's someone at a store. Maybe it's a neighbor. Maybe it's writing a letter to someone. Maybe it's writing a letter to someone that's in prison. Whatever it is, there's opportunity for us to be the hands and feet of Jesus. So if you would, would you bow your head and close your eyes with me for a moment? Jesus, right now, we quiet ourselves. We choose to, to tune our ear to your voice. We realize, Lord, that when we choose to listen to other voices in our life, we miss your voice. So right now we tune ourselves to you. Holy Spirit, we ask you to speak to us. Show us opportunities. Opportunities to be your hands and your feet, to be your voice into people's lives. Right now in this situation with everything going on in the world, we, we want more than ever to be your hands and feet and your voice in people's lives that are around us. So we, we want to know what you're doing so that we can choose to partner with it. Help us to keep our eyes open looking for opportunities, looking for opportunities that are around us. Help us to even be creative in those opportunities, Lord. And I pray that we'll understand that it's not us doing it all alone, but it's partnering with, with what you're doing. We just thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. I wanna take a moment and make sure that I give you an opportunity that if you haven't asked Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior, today is the day that you need to do that. Don't let another day go by. Today is the day. Wednesday night, right now, choose. Choose to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Romans 10, 9 says this. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You will be saved. It's about choosing and declaring. So I wanna give you an opportunity to do that right now. So if, you, if everyone would bow their heads, close their eyes. If you're watching, uh, online, with watching online, just, just right where you're at, wherever you're at, unless you're driving, don't do it if you're driving, but uh, just close your eyes and, and, 
and, and bow your heads right here. And I'm gonna count to three. And if that's you, I want you to choose to make that decision right now. If you're watching online, you'll be able to push the, the little raise your hand if you're watching on our live site. But I'm gonna count to three. And if that's you right now, make that decision. One, two, three. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. I'm gonna go ahead and pray. And would you repeat after me and pray with me? Father, thank you that you made a way, that you sent Jesus Christ to this earth to pay for my mistakes. I choose to surrender my entire life to you. I choose to give you my past, my present, and my future. I ask you to forgive me of the mistakes that I've made, to wash my sin as far away as the East is from the West. Jesus, I give myself completely to you. I pray all this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen.